Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. I recently welcomed two precious kittens into my home. So cats are on my mind and heart, of course. They're also top of mind for local rescues like Conquer the Colony. They help to maintain the cat population here in Pittsburgh. Founders Aaron Hartman and Kelly Krause are with me to talk about their trap, neuter, and return program and how, with a crate and some patience, anyone can get involved. It's Wednesday, July 20th. I'm Francesca DeBecco, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. I'm here today with Aaron and Kelly from Conquer the Colony. Thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Welcome, Kelly. Hi. Thank you for having us. You've been doing TNR or trap, neuter, and return work in the North Hills area of Pittsburgh since 2019. And for those who aren't familiar, can you explain how it works? Uh, trap, neuter, return is just a great way to curb the feral cat population and there's just a an immense need for it here and everywhere i'm sure um all throughout the pittsburgh area and all around the country um what it entails is setting up traps just basically a humane trap to bait and trap feral cats and then what you do is that you take them to a clinic we generally use local low-cost clinics for this purpose get them fixed, vaccinated, medicated if needed, or if they have any injuries, get those treated as well. Um, Then we bring them back home that evening after their surgeries, rehab them overnight, sometimes longer, especially if a cat is like pregnant or was injured or just needs a little extra time before they're released. Once they're ready to go, they get released back to where they came from. Uh, I hear the I hear the cat toy behind you there, Erin. Oh my gosh, you're sweetie. Who is this? (laughs) This is Morningstar. Morning Star, what so, a cutie. She is holding up a precious little kitten right now. Looks like a calico. Yes. She's oh about my goodness. Six or seven weeks old. Oh my gosh, what a precious <laughs> baby. So is she is she yours? Are you are you fostering? She is a foster along with her sister and we have their mother as well. Um the mother was a prime example of why TNR is important actually, because the mom is only two years old, and right now we have these two kittens, like I said, that are about six or seven weeks old, but we also have her seven-month-old older kitten. Oh, my goodness. So what can happen here is that, you know, once a cat is pregnant, they can get pregnant while they're still lactating, and then in turn, the kittens can also start to get pregnant and start mating as early as four months. So that's just an example wow. of how the population completely explodes and Mom is not feral, so she is now fixed, but um, she's not going to be returned. She's going to find a home. So, And this also tells us that she was probably once a house cat that somebody had for a little bit and just left on the streets, which is super, super common, unfortunately. And she's just now had multiple litters of kittens. So I'm happy to report that these are her last kittens, so she can go enjoy her life. (laughs) Are there cases where you will rehome them, like if they're a friendly cat? Ideally, we will never return a friendly. We will okay. we will find placement for that friendly cat, whether it be with us or another rescue. There is a Facebook page uh, that a lot of local rescues use to ask each other for help when when one is overwhelmed, which I think mm-hmm. all of us 
All of our yeah. rescue friends are overwhelmed right now. There is no shortage of cats. People say, oh, well, if you fix them all, which, come on, never going to happen. Right. Where? What will we – we won't have cats. Well, one, it's never going to happen because people are irresponsible. Two, friendly cats are abandoned constantly. People mm-hmm. – get cats, think this is a great idea. And then the cat goes into heat and she's too noisy. They throw her outside. She gets pregnant. Then they say, I don't want six kittens. And then that that immediately a colony is born. Yeah. You mentioned that whenever you're overwhelmed, you reach out to this network. Um, how has kitten season been for you this year? We started out a little bit late because I had a surgery scheduled this year. So I had to take a break for six to eight weeks. Take care of yourself first, right? It was really difficult to do because I generally am constantly overwhelmed with fosters and trapping jobs. All of this is volunteer. We both have jobs. We I have kids and they keep me pretty busy, but luckily they help me with some of my cat duties. During surgery, we continued to get requests for help. Um, In most cases, we were able to say to the people that found kittens, hey, we can't foster them right now, but can you? We'll send you all the supplies. We'll pay for the vetting. Can you help? And we were really lucky this year that several people did say yes. Yes, they can. So we got them all set up, and, and those kittens are going to be fixed soon. Most of them are are funneling their way to us now um, as as those fosters go on vacation and stuff. But well, um, you heard it here. If you're looking for a kitten, <laughs> reach out. They've got they've got lots coming soon. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, when we were talking earlier how kitten season has gotten increasingly worse over the years. Can you talk about that? Like what you've seen since you started, Erin? You can go first. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily worse. I feel like it's always bad. And I always try to dispel the idea of kitten season because kittens can be born any time of the year. So they're not like a wild animal where they have like a mating season. You just see more this time of year. So we find that there's a lot of lack of education around cats. Like some people think, you know, they don't need to fix their cat until they're a year old while they're all going to make babies. And so you have kittens born out of that reason. Some people have even asked us, oh, they're brother and sister. They won't mate. Yes, they will. So that that's just how, you know, we just try to like dispel any sort of rumor because I think that works against the kind of work that we are doing. Um, but otherwise, I would say there has been actually a ripple effect from the pandemic because when we started three years ago, we had a lot of walk-in clinics that we could just take, I think, up to like three to five ferals a day. So we didn't have to like have the appointments first and then go trapping. So if we came across a cat, which truly happens more than you would think, we could get them into the clinic the next day. So now I think pretty much all of our walk-in, you know, without appointment clinics no longer exist. So during COVID, a lot of that just shut down um, and they've suffered kind of like staffing shortages. And to this day, they still haven't returned to that. So that's kind of making it worse. Um, And I would even say there's still another thing that happened last year is when clinics and, you know, vets were reopening again, short staffing and just limited hours. And then of course, like, own pets and everybody gets priority over a feral cat naturally um there was just nowhere to take them so we're finding the solution what's the solution there where do you take where do you take them Uh, right now it's just hope for the best honestly um we we would love to see more clinics being open but that's you know that's a big dream uh 
that, yeah, I, I don't know. There really isn't any other solution at this point for it, unfortunately. And people will reach out, hey, I found a cat or I found kittens um, asking for help. I need help trapping. I need TNR help. All TNR costs either the rescuer or the person that finds the cat. And and probably 99% of the time, nobody can afford to fix these cats. The city of Pittsburgh offers a great program where you can sign up for free, five per household, every year, um, spay and neuter clinic uh, appointments at either Humane Animal Rescue or at Animal Friends. I was just going to ask, if you weren't using these low-cost options, what would the dollar amount be? It seems like on average, it can be anywhere from $250 for a neuter to $400 for a spay, depending on who you use. We have not used any traditional vets for fosters. Um, And even my own personal cats, before I got involved in rescue, I had them done at um, a spay-neuter clinic in Allison Park. It's a low-cost option. And they do really great work. That's awesome. Um, So I saw on your website that you train people how to do TNR in their community too. How can folks get involved? Like who's the perfect candidate for this? Anyone. Anyone. (laughs) Anyone who has a heart for cats, right? Yes. Anybody (laughs) that is an animal lover and doesn't want to see suffering. Because unfortunately, as I constantly say, I am the Debbie Downer that will tell you all the horrors of what happens to cats and kittens living in the streets. The survival rate of kittens born outside, I think, is something like 15%. And then we're inundated with requests for help. So imagine if the rest of them actually survived. Yeah. I mean, it would be insane. I can't see my face right now, but it's pretty sad looking. Yes. (laughs) No matter what, there is never enough. There won't be enough adopters to adopt all the cats and kittens that need homed. Yeah. So the people that you train, how do they get access to these types of things? Do they have to buy these materials on their own or is there funds for this too? No, no funds. You, Everything we do, we <laughs> raise do. online, basically. Traps are expensive. We all start off with tractor supply traps. They are the most affordable. They do the job. But as you become immersed in trapping life, (laughs) you get sort of snotty and enjoy um, traps with two doors. What (laughs) makes it easier access for feeding. Yeah, it's ridiculous what what you become excited about. I just got a crate at Animal Friends for $20 and you would have thought I hit the lottery. Um, (laughs) It's expensive. But yes, everything unfortunately is is raising money and buying traps and good traps are about $100 a piece. You know, you were talking about feeding them. I've heard people question before, like, how do you know that the cat is going to be okay when you put it back outside? Like, Will it have enough food? And one of the responses said, if it's fat enough to spay, it's fat enough to stay. Um, so what what do you think about that? Like, it, So if they look healthy enough, you know they have a food source and they're going to be safe? Well, we work with what we call caretakers. They're colony caretakers. So really a lot of our requests come from people who have just been feeding cats in their yards. So they have a constant source of food generally. Um, 
typically if we run into a situation where we know it's like a bad situation or they're not being fed or there's cats in just like just a dire area, which will happen, we do try to find ways to relocate them to possibly barns. But in general, a lot of the cats already have people feeding them, which also helps us trap because they're already on a feeding schedule. So the cats know to show up, say at like 4 p.m. because they're being fed at that time. So that's when we show up is at 4 p.m. They're hungry. They're ready to get into a trap. So we generally feel confident that they have a food source because that's typically who is reaching out to us and they may just not have the means or know how how to help these cats and get them fixed, but know that there's a problem. Good to know. Um, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably have rescue cats of your own, right? How do you how do you have all this room in your heart for, for all the cats? <laughs> I feel like once you see the need, you can't ever look away from it. Um, we do joke amongst ourselves at the rescue community that like rescue is kind of like the mafia. Like you'll never get out once you already like know the secrets. So, <laughs> and it is very much like that. Like I think we maybe a few times a year we even get to a point where we're, we're absolutely burned out because we do this aside from our real like our real lives, like our jobs, our families, and everything else. I've accumulated maybe three more household cats since I started doing this. <laughs> Just because I'm a cat person and I'm very curious, do you want to share the names of your babies? <laughs> oh, sure. I have um, Alex, Liana, Wolfie, Glinda, and Matilda. Oh, my. You got a full family, full fur family. Yes, How about you, yes. Kelly? I have several of my own. I we also joke in the cat community that you – it's like asking a woman her age or weight. You don't ask for the numbers. <laughs> So sorry. No, it's I'm okay. A, I'm a bad cat lady. You, you never ask her. You never ask how many fosters you have. We all joke around and say we have cats. We have fosters. No, I have <laughs> my first cat, Snowflake. She's almost ten, and then um, my Aria and Ghost, and then Shaw and Gizmo. <laughs> um, so Aaron Kelly uh, from Conquer the Colony, thanks so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. A little more news before you go, all about some big city council votes we've been following. Councilors approved Mayor Ganey's plan to assess every single city-owned bridge, and they're going to spend $1.5 million doing it. Plus, they're planning to repair the 30th Street Bridge. They also passed all the abortion access protections first proposed by Northsider Bobby Wilson. They'd shield abortion providers in the city from out-of-state investigations, deprioritize the enforcement of abortion bans, and regulate deceptive advertising at crisis pregnancy centers. And we have a final redistricting map. The boundaries that determine which city council districts we're all in have to be redrawn with the census every 10 years. But these may not be final if we annex any nearby communities like Wilkinsburg before 2030. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. When I'm not behind the mic, I'm the one writing your newsletter. It's fresh in your inbox at 6 a.m. every weekday. Be sure to subscribe to get a daily roundup of local headlines, places to eat and drink, things to do, Steel City trivia, and so much more. And of course, if you're liking the show, tell a friend, give us a good rating. We sure would appreciate it. 
We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Did you hear that background noise? It's a cat toy. I can hear it. Oh, yep. it's a cat yep. toy. <laughs> yes. <laughs>